Yes, that is the sound of Gamers Cafe, which is open for business for everything that's going on in the gaming news. That's right. Well, the gaming news, I mean more PC gaming, because let's be honest, I can't do it all by myself. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and so let's get on with this journey of funny, weird stuff that goes on in the gaming world, because let's be honest, a lot of it is funny and weird at the same time. Some of it can be, you know, mind-boggling hatred, but beyond that, it's just funny and silly. Anyways, um, Titanfall 2, yes, Titanfall 2 is on sale right now for $33 at Origin and Amazon. The, uh, you know, the, the little question mark in my head is going, why is it so much on sale? I mean, it just came out maybe like two weeks ago. Uh, and it's already on sale. It's usually not a good indicator for a lot of AAA games. If they go media on sale, that means they've hit like a patch where it's just not selling as well as they think it is. So to get it back on track, they usually try to you know boost sales with deep discounts. Uh, I have not seen that on a Battlefield One quite yet, so I don't know if this is a good sign or a bad sign. Um, I know I am going to eventually write an actual you know, written review, but I reviewed it last episode, and so it was a pretty good game. It's, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, it's got, it's, it's very nice, very slick. I think there's some, a little problems with it. I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I still think it's just as good. Uh, but it's not really the best thing when, uh, you know, you, you kind of have, uh, you kind of, you kind of have it all like that, because, I mean, having that type of thing happened to your game when it just came out mind you is never a good sign never ever in my life have i ever seen that as a good sign that oh hey yeah this is a great thing great thing great thing came out in two weeks dropped to sales for three three dollars that's it's that's never a good sign anyways uh also on the titan fall 2 front uh EA has said that they are committed to Titanfall 2, kind of, sort of. So in an interview, the head of Respawn, Vince uh, Zappella, I think that's how you say his last name, uh, was like, yeah, we'd love to explore it. We don't know the, the figures right now because they're still early, but yeah, we would love to explore more of this. Uh, and so after that, he referred to the publicist, and the publicist basically said the very PR speak that you're usually supposed to say when you don't really want to give anything away at that time because uh, they don't really want to say we don't know quite yet they just want to say we're committed to it because it's a very uh, balanced non-answer it's not no we don't like it or no we don't want to do it it's just more of a we don't know our facts yet so let's not say yes we're going to do it until all of it comes in but um, when the EA publicist did speak it said we're committed to the franchise and then the respond Vince was like uh, well, whatever the F that means. I, I'm trying to keep this clean, so I'm not going to actually say those words. But yeah, you, you kind of basically got it. Whatever, whatever that means. Um, I understand it's kind of his frustration because it really wasn't an answer that he was looking for or really made any sense. But as a PR person, it is kind of difficult because you probably usually want to say good things. But at the, at the same time, you don't want to give it away where it's like you're overcommitting to something that you're not going to, you may or may not do. And then, well, and you, and you get, then you get nailed because it's like, well, I thought you said you were going to say this. And nope. I mean, just look at No Man's Skies. 
That's going to be a running joke for quite a while. All right. Are you excited for this weekend? Because guess what? Overwatch is free this weekend. Yes, it has begun today until the 21st. You can play Overwatch, except for the competitive mode. Uh, you can play any other mode besides the competitive mode. So you can play Quick Play, you can play the Arcade Mode, the Brawl. Uh, you can play all of them. All of the heroes are unlocked. You can get loot. You can get, you get everything, just about. You just cannot play the competitive mode, and that's it. Now, you can buy it, and I recommend you, if you do really like it, get it now, because it actually is on sale. Uh, but yes, you can now try it out, plus some... Uh, Sombra did come out as well, so you have that as another, uh, you know, kind of yay. But yes, if you've been wanting to actually play or try out Overwatch, this is the time to do it now. Now, let me preface, preface this. You may have a learning curve because there's already been people playing it for a while and they're pretty good. I have not played for a while, but if, yeah, if you ever want to play it, I'll play with you as long as you let me know. Uh, but yeah, so it's free this weekend. Go on, go to Battle.net, download the client, install the game, and then play it to your heart's content for two days. And then see if you want to buy it because it's $33 instead of $60. That's a pretty good price. Pretty good price. But yes, it is free this weekend. Also on that front, the patch 1.5 is live in Sombra is live as well. So she has went from the PTR, which is the public test server, uh, to, well, or public test realm, I should say. It's, it's usually just a, how a server that you download a separate thing. Anyways, uh, she is now live. You can now play her. She is the, as they say, the spy from uh, Team Fortress 2. Uh, she does some nefarious things where she will, you know, go stealth, uh, hack uh, health, hack uh, and hack other things as well. So she can be quite devastating in the m most uh, competent hands. Uh, so it should be interesting thing how players, uh, well, figure her out, figure out the best tactics for her as well. I I'm, don't care either way. I usually say if done wrong, these players, these heroes or characters can really like, kill a game. But if done well and if done in a way that's not so overpowering, they can actually be really um, helpful as well. So it really depends. I'm not going to say either way. I'm just saying for right now, it's out. People are probably going to be figuring out. People are probably going to be dying a lot from her because she's also very new. So you have that as well. Plus with her stealth, it makes it even worse. Also with that, with the patch, with the new patch, they've done a, a few new things. One is um, Farah's uh, unlimited jump or higher jump has, well, entered into the public. So she has a higher jump. Also, her rocket blast will hit multiple targets, so the blast radius is a little bit bigger uh, for that as well. Also, uh, for those that love to play uh, Soldier 76, his he's gotten a little bit of a change. He, uh, his bullets will do a little bit more damage, but he's also a little, bit, a little less accurate as well. Also, Zarya got a debuff because uh, basically people were using her more often because she was the go-to choice because of shields and everything, so her uh, shields have gotten 20% decrease. Uh, Diva's uh, Kaldemek, not her not her uh, over ability or her heroic ability, but just her calling her mech has been decreased as well. Um, and May's, uh, May's uh, you know, 
heroic uh, skill. I don't ever know what that word is anymore, but the one that you, you have to wait for it to build up. That skill has been uh, increased, so it takes a little bit longer to do as well. So you have all that stuff going on, which is great because I, I, I like that they've changed a few of those as well. But yes, all of those are incoming. Um, so Faro fans, you can fly forever if you do it right. Fly forever until a Widowmaker shoots you down or a Soldier 76 shoots you down. And now, um, there are some concerns with the Overwatch leveling system with the quickly XP gain. So, there, there's, if you didn't know, there's, there's levels in Overwatch, and then there's kind of like, you hit 100 and you go to a next prestige level, but you don't lose everything, you just go to the next prestige level. It's not like Call of Duty. Um, and then it takes forever after that to get, to rank up. Well, Blizzard kind of wants to fix that where it's a lot easier to do it because... They understand that people do binge play the game. I binge play every once in a while where I'll play it, get off it, do something else, come back and play it again, and then realize how terrible I am. Um, well, just because I've played it a while. Uh, but yeah, they, what they want to do is to help ease the chore of leveling up. They want to make it a little bit easier. Now, some players are like, hey, whoa, that's not fair to us. Let's play this all the time. And they're trying to switch fears. So let's see if this actually works. Um, I'm intrigued to see how that's going to do. So I'll probably be playing it this week as well, just to figure, or this week I should say, just to figure out what's going on and just to, you know, you know, figure out how to play Sombra if I can, mind you, because now quick play, you can only choose one uh, hero at a time. Yes, it should be interesting. But yes, it'll be interesting to see how she plays, if I can actually play her well, uh, and all the other fun stuff that goes on. Alright, Hitman fans, there's a new elusive target that appears in Paris, and apparently he's a douche. That's right, you get to kill a douche. All you people that have hated douches for quite a while, this is your chance to kill a douche. Uh, it feels so cathartic when you do that, to be honest with you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the aptly named The Chef, uh, which is out today. You can now uh, go on and try to take him out. Uh, the reason why there's a hit on him is because, well, he basically has harassed his assistants and producers and came somebody with a bladed meat tenderizer, which really doesn't sound that scary at all. Cause, but anyways, I feel like they kind of run out of people to actually do. Um, so yeah, you, you got that. You also have a little bit of changes with uh, kind of unlocks as well. But remember, elusive targets, you only have about uh, like five days or so, and you only have one shot at this. So once you've completely effed up or completely just not did a good job on it, that's it, That you're, it's over. You cannot do it one again. So remember that and then plan accordingly when you do that. It's always plan accordingly because what's, what you mess up, sorry, can't do it anymore. All right, are you, well, never sick of Fallout? Well, there is a modder, an ambitious modder, might, modder, not monitor, modder, I might say that uh, is basically doing a total conversion of Fallout New Vegas. That's right, that's the previous game of the Fallout series. Uh, it was still on the same engine as Fallout 3, but just a little bit better. And this one, well, there's going to be... Uh, car combat, there's going to be space combat, there's going to be a whole slew of things that looks very ambitious, and there's going to be bigger battles, no vats though, so if you really wanted your vats, uh, don't play this, uh, but it looks actually really interesting, I'm kind of interested to see if this will 
if this will live up to its expectation, but it looks really good from the video that I found. Uh, so we shall see how well this actually plays out. But if you've been wanting to actually have bigger battles in Fallout and don't want to play Fallout 4 anymore, this uh, Fallout the Frontier, as it's called, should be an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, space stations and tank battles. What more could you want? I mean, that's just like uh, Nerd Explosion. Nah, more like Fallout Explosion. Yeah, more like a nuke explosion and Fallout. Yeah, that's, there you go. There you go. That's it. All right. There's a couple of Dishonored updates. One is there's going to have a new Game Plus mode because everybody loves the new Game Plus mode from developers. Almost every developer has done this now. I think the first one I saw, or the major one that I saw, was from The Witcher 3, and then everybody seemed to will follow suit with this uh, new Plus feature. Now, if you're wondering what new, uh, new Game Plus actually means, is that once you finish the game, you can use your other, your same character that you just finished the game to play it over again with the same skills that you just had. So you don't have to restart a new game uh, and then do something else. You can just carry over what your character already did. So that's another thing. They're also going to try to um, have adjustable dif difficulties as well. And they're going to be doing performance patches as well. It's still in beta, but they're going to try to do their best to review it. Because I mean, not to review it, to patch it. I'm doing my best to review it. They're doing their best to patch it. Not the other way around. That'd be kind of weird if they're you know, reviewing their own game. But yes, they're going to do their best. Uh, I will actually be giving my review uh, so for it at the end. But um, I, didn't, I didn't run into too many performance issues, but that's just me. I'm pretty sure some people have, but I actually didn't. I ran into very little. Also, there is already a speedrunner that's beaten Dishonored 2 in 30 minutes. Now, here's the thing. I watched a little bit of it, and it, it to me it was kind of boring. I mean, all he, all he really did was just run through everything. I get, I get that's the whole point of speedrunning, but it was kind of just like run through, kill as many are just you know, run through everything and just get detected all these times, so you're not even stealthy, you're just, hey, look at me, guys, I'm running through, uh, trying to catch me, uh, type of a thing, so, you know what, it, it's kind of cool that people actually do that, uh, I like to see a little bit more in inventive, um, well, inventive ways of doing it, not just this running through everything, there are some actually cooler ones of Dishonored about different ways of someone killing all these different types of really hard characters. I like to see that a little bit more, but the speedrun is just speedrunning through it, which is, after about eight minutes, I was kind of like, eh, kind of bored. He's just kind of running through everything. Whatever. Whatever. Just blink everywhere as well. Um, that's what he did most of the time. But, I mean, it's quite an achievement to, you know, do a game like that, but if you're just going to run through everything, just blaze through, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Alright, Golden Joystick Awards this year. Yes, there's a lot that actually weren't that big of a surprise to be honest with you so there were a couple that took uh, a lot of awards Overwatch Witcher 3 Blood and Wine is surprising took some awards and that's a that's a DLC slash expansion pack and uh, Dark Souls 3 also took home quite a bit of awards so Overwatch took best original game association with the sun best storytelling came from the Witcher 3 Blood and Wine which I agree with best visual design Witcher 3 Blood and Wine which is interesting because it's not actually um it's not the base game. It is an expansion, and that's that is uh, saying a lot of what uh, CD Projekt Red actually does. Is if your expansion can win games, you got something going on there. And also, best multiplayer game in association with PC Gamer Week Ender was Overwatch. Uh, best game moment in association with uh, 
Absolute Radio is play of the game in Overwatch. Uh, Studio of the Year in association with Edge came from CD Projekt Red. Uh, best gaming platform, Steam. That's really, really, I mean, that's, ooh, that's so weird. Um, best audio was Fallout 4. Game, uh, competitive game of the year was Overwatch again. Uh, Nintendo game of the year was The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess HD. Uh, PlayStation game of the year was Uncharted 4. Uh, now, game of the year for Xbox was Rise of the Tomb Raider. PC game of the year was Overwatch, which is no big... Uh, it's not a big surprise. It's like, oh, I never saw that coming. Uh, game Critics Choice Award. Now, this is interesting. Was Titanfall 2. Yes, a lot of people love Titanfall 2. And most wanted game, this was associated with Green Man Gaming, was Mass Effect Andromeda. So kudos to them for that. And, ult and the ultimate game of the year was Dark Souls 3. That's right. Dark Souls 3 took a lot. And Overwatch took quite a bit. And I'm happy that uh, The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine took quite a bit as well. It's always a good thing to see, especially for like I said, especially for expansion slash DLC. It's a pretty good honors for not a f really, it, well it was a pretty big game regardless, but not the full game, like The Witcher 3 well, Hunt. Like I said kudos to all of them for winning. I mean, it's a pretty good achievement, especially for Blizzard coming out with an original game and not and they haven't done it in quite a while either. And it's a first-person shooter. But, I mean, they helped from Call of Duty developers. They actually helped. Yay! All right. Anyways, moving on. Ubisoft is saying that they're doing away with narrative-driven experiences because, well, they can't make really good narrative-driven experiences. I've never heard them, or not even heard them, seen, played games that were that great narrative-wise with Ubisoft. They were, they've had some good, fun ones, like... Uh, uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon was kind of fun just because it was poking all, all on 80s action movies. Um, but most of the time, they haven't really been that good. They've been okay. They've been decent, but they haven't been great. And that's always been my thing about it. And so they were like, we wanted to do Anadoke Factories and have little stories between them, which is fine. But to say you're going away from it because it's not that good anymore, basically to me it was you just were bad at it and you just went away from it because you knew you were bad at it. I mean, Watch Dogs was an awful story. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, I don't know, I didn't really play it, didn't really care to play it. That's the one I'm not reviewing. Um, most of the recent Assassin's Creed games were eh. They were a mismatch of different stories brought together, but they were all kind of boring, to be honest with you. Uh, the best character they made was Ezio, and that was a pretty good storyline, but after that, it kind of just fell apart because they killed off their best character. Uh, so, I get I get it, Ubisoft. You're trying to do something different, but seriously, you never did narrative-driven story right. I mean, look at The Division. It was an okay story. It wasn't great. It was okay. It was decent. It was in some ways plausible but beyond that it really wasn't that great i was didn't care about the characters in whatsoever um and that's the problem is that with storytelling you you have to have those big moments but you also have to care about those little moments and actually care about the story the each character even if it's a non-playable character npc you have to care about how uh, the player may interact with them and how they may feel about them 
if they don't care about those characters, your game is not very good. Because if I don't care, if this person's in trouble, I'm just like, ah, I, just, I gotta do it just to do it. There's a problem with that, and Division had that type of problem. For me, I was like, oh no, she's in trouble. Well, I guess I have to do it because they're making me do it. I'd rather just, you know, do something else. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, Rainbow Six Siege was probably one of the better ones, but that was really more of a multiplayer game anyways, and so that didn't really require story. But like I said, you need to have better better storytellers. I'm not saying that they don't have great storytellers, but maybe, maybe you don't have the best so far, and that's why you're moving away from it, because you just don't know how to do it well enough yet. Just my two cents about it, but yeah, I've never, I've never played an Ubisoft game that had really good storytelling, or maybe I haven't played him in a while. I haven't played one in a while that had really good storytelling. It's probably more truthful than at all. All right, are you still playing Star Wars Battlefront? And I'm quite surprised if you are. Just kidding. It, it's it's a fun game for what it is. Uh, but yes, there's going to be a new DLC just in time for Rogue One. Uh, Seraph, it's going to be one new map, and so it looks like it's going to round it off to actually be a full game this time. Yes, I'm complaining about it because it really wasn't a full game when it finally launched, and that was my biggest complaint about it, is that it really, well, that and it was extremely shallow, but they're going to do it in line with the new movie, and Jen Erso, the good guy slash girl, and then Orson Kinerik is going to be the bad guy. Uh, also, it's going to have a battle station mode, which is going to have space and ground combat together. And it's going to have the one-year anniversary, which you get to play all the previous three expansions for free until November 20th. So get to it if you haven't, well, actually played them yet because you only have so much time to play them. So there's that as well. But to me, honestly, that it really wasn't that great of a game. I mean, it's great that they finally added stuff that people wanted a long time ago, like when it first came out. To be honest with you, it really wasn't that great of a game. It was okay. It was all right. It felt Star Wars E or felt like you were in Star Wars, but after that, kind of where it wore off, I didn't care anymore. I didn't. I moved on. I moved on to other games. That's just how people do it. All right, Total War. Yes, the new chapter will be in a brand new era that they've never done before. That's right. They aren't going to go back to medieval times or Rome because they just recently went to Rome. They won't go to feudal Japan or the colonial age or I don't know where they're going to be honest. They can go really a lot of different places if they really wanted to. They can go in the future. They can go in the present. They can go way in the past, like more and more in the past than Rome, so they can go maybe the Mesopotamia area, uh, era or maybe um, they are, I think they were done Alexander the Great but they can do they can do other things with it but it's going to be an era that we've never seen before so it should be interesting to see what actually what happens. They can do World War 2 if they really wanted to. Or World War 1, the turn of the century. They can do, they can do anything! Anything they want. Uh, but yeah, so it should be interesting to see what's actually going to happen and what they're going to tackle. And if it will be good, I'm pretty sure it will be good because Total War series is always great. Uh, I always enjoy it. The big strategy games are always fun because you, you can be like, ha, ah, I'm controlling everybody. Dance, puppets, dance. I do that every once in a while. I mean, to be honest with you. Uh, but e okay, now EA's rolling out new disclosure rules. 
for streamers and quote-unquote influencers. Uh, this is probably because of the FTC and all the different rule changes, but there's now going to be supported by EA and advertised by EA. You know, the advertisements, obviously, going to be advertisements that EA has full control over and supported by is going to be more of uh, what EA supports, but they have no creative control over the content or direct influence over it. So um, there is the, the only difference is that they have two different distinctions between them. That's it. The advertisement is EA is directly controlled by it and supported is that they're not uh, con- they're not directly influencing it whatsoever. So that's that's really the big difference. So if you actually see those two different things, you'll know now. It's supported means it's going to be streamers, um, influencers and like like of the such and advertisements just going to be straight from their their own uh, team. Yeah. All right, Rainbow Six Siege uh, Operation Red Crow is, well, it's coming actually today. Today. Uh, but yeah, it's it's finally out. You got two new operators. One has um, kind of remote charges that you can go through. It looks like thermite type of remote breach charges. Uh, they can go through the uh, reinforced walls. You also have the, the other uh, operator that has ultrasonic um, type of uh, weapon where it will kind of do, disorient disorient uh, somebody. So you have those two. It looks very interesting. I will probably try to get back into it. I've been terrible getting back into this game, even though it's a really good game. Do not think that I just because I don't play a lot of these games anymore it means that they're not good. They're actually really good. It's just, I just don't have as much time to play all these games. Uh, but I'm going to try to get back into that as much as Overwatch as well and see what that's all about. But yes... This is still a good game, and this should be still this should be on your Christmas list if you don't already have it. Plus, it's it's a really good game. It's it's got a lot of operators now. Um, I always enjoy it every once in a while on occasions. I'm not as good as I used to be because I've been playing in a while. But yeah, I, I like it quite a bit. All right, so Battlefield One news. Okay, Battlefest kicks off. That's right. It's been well, it has been kicking off, I should say, and it's. Uh, it's been going on pretty pretty good. Uh, it's one of the things of double XP weekends and uh, one-time restricted specials and all these different things. Uh, it was first introduced on Battlefield 4 in 2014 to, you know, to help with uh, losing player base from the awful launch it had. Uh, but yes, it is finally going on, so you should get in and get your War 1, uh, you know, game face on, War 1... Attitude on War One somberness, because you know tweets about your squad being together and being on point is totally offensive. I'm talking to you, Polygon, because I really just want to throw you under the bus all the time. Because you're an awful media company. That will be an always what we'll do. Moving on to actually the updates. So there were a ton of updates that happened. Uh, on Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. They had a bunch. It was a two gig update. And they did a whole bunch of different changes. First of all, operation changes. 64 player goes to 150 to 250. Um, tickets regained from killing uh, retreating defenders are captured in a sector from two, from two to three. Increased the amount of minimum ticket regained while capturing a sector in the 64 operation from 30 to 50. And slightly reduce the time it takes to capture flags. Um, the biggest one, the one that I actually really think was a good idea, 
was the change in Suez Conquest. Um, this one was the three-point uh, map where it had A, B, and C, and B was in the middle. It was only three points, and it was, it was really just always contested. It really, a lot of times, became if one team got the middle uh, flag, they would usually win, and that kind of was annoying. Uh, but they've changed it to five points now, which I completely agree. So there's A, B, C, D, and E, and um, I think it helps. I think it helps with the game, the flow, and it allows uh, for different dynamics in the game and not so one-sided on the game. So I am, I am super enthusiastic about that. I did play it, and it's actually a lot better map than it was. I hated the first one. I hated the first version of it with the three points because it, it, it wasn't good. It was just awful, and it, it became just this, like, back-and-forth match, and nobody really... The, the team that got the middle point usually won unless... Well, unless they were really bad all of a sudden. Um, but yes... That that is uh that that's a good thing that I like. Now there's another thing. LMGs have been um uh, have been tweaked, which is good. So LMGs they they noted that we're less attractive than the other weapon classes. Uh, we've given various adjustments. So increase LMG and S and SLR bullet suppression at medium range. Increase aim accuracy on support machine guns. Decrease Lewis first shot recoil multiplier, decrease weight first shot recoil multiplier, and increase bar M1918 horizontal recoil. Um, low weight machine guns now also gain accuracy faster during fire. Also added uh, bipods to low weight LMGs as well. Uh, so there's a lot of different balances on that. I do like that balance because that balance is so needed. The LMGs were awful. No one wanted to play them, and I played them for a while in the beginning of it before this patch, and I hated them because they weren't as good as they, as let's say in Battlefield 4 or even Battlefield 3. They were just awful, and they were, they just were useless guns. I had to say that they were useless. They weren't good. They weren't good at all. I just was like, ah, why do I have to play this role if it just sucks? Um, so I'm glad they actually changed that. Um, it's for the better. Uh, it's, they also did slightly reduce the fire rate of the, of the Russian 1890, 1895 infantry and sniper and made the, the time when you can fire again more readable. Uh, changed damage multiplier for buckshot to be more consistent. This will eliminate some unintentional high and unintentionally low damage hits. Also reduced deploy time for the MLE 1903 and... Uh, um, M1912 and spread of the deploy animation for higher energy feeling. There's a couple of those. Um, different types of, like I said, there's a bunch. I'm only going to go through some of them. There is gadget balance. So the, the mines, the lip pet mines are now destructible until they are now indestructible until they detonate. This prevents other players from stealing uh, limpet mines with explosives. Uh, Limpet Mines is intended to be a timed detonation only. Increase the number of magazine for gas and incinerary tripwire bombs as well. Uh, mortars have a, have also been balanced, thank God, because those things were getting annoying. They were just as annoying in Battlefield 3 and 4, and they were still annoying in this one. 
Uh, mortars can now require a time after deploy before they can, they're fully accurate. Increase the inaccuracy penalty for firing multiple mortar rounds. Uh, reduce the max damage radius of the support airburst. Uh, and there's also still other things as well with this. All right, now, Bioware has finally unveiled a new alien race in Mass Effect Andromeda. And it, well, it, they look more organic and uh, menacing. They look pretty menacing, really, to be honest with you. They're called the Ket, K E T T. And they are a little bit more, they don't seem as sleek and as cool, but they're a little bit more organic and kind of like a um, rock formation type of look to it. And they were trying to be a little bit more organic with it. They were going to go even more uh, more over to more alien, but they decided to do bipod. And they wanted to make sure that they weren't so menacing and foreboding because not all of them can be bad. Some of them can be good. So whatever. I mean, Mass, Mass Effect and Drama is still not out yet, but interesting to see a little bit more coming in, little drips of this information. And I'm always excited to play this, these games because they're always so fun. Uh, hopefully you'll be have a better ending than Mass Effect 3 because everybody hated it. Uh, but yeah, that's really that's really that's really all it is. Uh, so moving on to my Dishonored 2 review. So I only played one, so this will be only my uh, version of Corvo's playthroughs. I haven't played Emily. I haven't finished Emily yet. So I'm gonna try to do both of them and then review them uh, as just a whole game. But I played Corvo, it played very, it felt like a glove again, um, because most of his stuff was the same. Uh, it's probably why I chose him first, because it's a little bit easier to play someone you've already played before. Um, graphics were nice, I, I didn't see a lot of slowdown uh, performance issues. I saw some, but not enough to warrant too bad of a notch for it. Um, when I first booted up the first time, uh, it actually uh, didn't go to my gaming monitor. It went to the other monitor that I had, which is a little weird, so I had to go in and change that. Uh, but beyond that, uh, that was the only real hiccup of it. Uh, there really wasn't too many hiccups for it. Um, well, no, I will say that I did find some. After playing a, lo a while, uh, longer playtest of the game, I did see that there were some uh, problems with it. Uh, with performance issues where I saw some gradual slowdown time. But like I said, it was so few and far between that it really, I really didn't see a problem with it. So uh, I, I I don't see a problem with it. The story was, was pretty good. Um, it was pretty very um, dis Dishonored-like story. I still thought the first one was a little bit better, but the story was still pretty solid for what it was. Um, it was kind of weird to hear Corvo talk because the first one he didn't talk at all uh, and him being more of a grizzled old man uh, or more grizzled experienced man, whichever one you want to say. Uh, but it was interesting. Now, I play, I've played a little bit of Emily. Uh, she's pretty interesting just from her powers because um, they are quite different and I really want to see her story of it and maybe it's going to be a little bit better. But all in all, it's a pretty um, put-together story, pretty robust, pretty... Um, it's pretty enjoyable, so I enjoyed the ride for what it was. Um, some enemies were quite difficult. Those clockwork soldiers are annoying at times. But beyond that, I felt like it was pretty good. So I gave it you know, f four out of five cups. I think it's good. There were some slowdown issues. Um, there were some frame rate issues. Uh, 
the whole much changing my monitor kind of was a little bit of annoying, but not too much out of my realm. Like I said, I didn't really hit as many complaints as other people, so I still give it a four out of five. Um, story was solid. Uh, it really wasn't the best, but it was solid. Gameplay was solid, smooth. It felt like it felt like we're, um, you know putting on an old pair of gloves again. I felt just like slipping back on, like oh yeah, I remember this. Um, visuals were great. Uh, sound design was great. Uh, the multiple ways of dealing with um, targets was also a really good idea. And you trying to explore to find different ways of dealing with it was also really great. Um, so, yes, this does require multiple playthroughs. Uh, so if you like the person that likes to do that, this is a game for you. I think it's just a great game. I think it has its minuses and its pluses, but I think its pluses outweigh its minuses. So I recommend this game. Uh, for you looking for a game it's not like Battlefield or Call of Duty. It still has its first-person perspective, but it's different and allows you to be non-violent in a way, so you can knock people out or kill them if you wanted to, um, and kind of shows you uh, the differences. So if you do, like, uh, high chaos, you'll see more um, rats and everything like that. So I kind of like it where it's going with it, and I, and I recommend it. All right, moving on to gaming deals. All right, we got... Alien Isolation, which is a really great game for 78% off for $11 on Green Man Gaming. That's VIP, so be sure you do your VIP on that as well. Um, Dragon Age Inquisition is half off at $10. Really good game. Not as good as Witcher 3, but still a solid game for what it's worth. Dishonored 2 is still on sale for 20% off. It's $48. It's not a bad price. Also on GOG, you have Prison Architect, Corpse Party, Double Dragon Trilogy, and more up to 80% off. So that's another good one to go to with. And like I said before, Overwatch is $35 instead of the normal $60. So that's actually a really good deal that you should jump on. I would say play it first this weekend for a bit. If you think you're going to like it and play it, just go and get it because it's a good deal. Also, you have... Rise of Tomb Raider for half off, Hitman half off, Killing Floor 2, 25% off, The Elder Scrolls Online uh, Tamriel Unlimited is 67% off, Elder Scrolls Online Gold Edition, 50% off, Don't Starve Together is 35% off, so you got a whole bunch of good things out there as well. Also guys, uh, I do have Discord up as well, so if you want to go over and, uh, you know, talk about the games and the gaming uh, I think you should totally do it. It's part of Gamers Cafe that I put up there, so uh, please come and join. I put FPS, RPG strategy, MMO, and PC discussions there as well. Anybody who's open to do it, um, I invite you to do that. It's on Gamers Cafe because I want people to, you know, come enjoy and talk and play some games together. So, yes, I have that up. Also, this is on this the end portion of Gamers Cafe, so it's about closing time, guys. Uh, so please follow Digital Coffee on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Acast, Auto Radio, and iHeartRadio. Uh, also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, Periscope DigitalCO77EE, Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, uh, and Player.media Digital Coffee as well. <laughs> Also, uh, I'm on the Twitch and the uh, YouTube Gaming at the same YouTube Gaming as YouTube as well. And also for Twitch, it's digital underscore coffee. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Podbean or Patreon. And 
I got some great and lovely things in my e-commerce store. Some gaming coffee mugs as well as others non-gaming stuff. Just all for all for you techies. Anyways, guys, have a great weekend. Keep gaming and be sure to check out the Discord. Um, I would love to have you guys on there as Gamers Cafe. Um, so yeah, see you guys later on. Actually, see you guys tomorrow for all you marketers on Marketing Bummer. Go through all the marketing news. All right, guys, later. Thank you.